Show me the one whose safety deems such destruction. Welcome back to the podcast, folks. Sorry, uh, we just thawed actually out of uh, frozen <laughs> carbonite. Um, so I actually can't see anything. I've got some blindness going on from the carbon freezing. But uh, we are back. Drew here and my co-host, great friend, captain of the friendship himself, Dan Goswick. Woo! We are back to everybody. We just had a... Take a long back to nap. Uh, just call us Cobb Vant. I mean, really, that's all. That's all it is. So, uh, we are here to uh, back with a vengeance to to break down some. I mean, heck, there's been a lot of Star Wars news since the last time that we uh, have gotten a chance to get together. So we'll be breaking that all down and uh, just staying excited for all this content that's going to be dropping. Mm, indeed. What do co-hosts dream of when they take a little back to snooze? <laughs> It's clearly Kenobi. <laughs> it is Kenobi. Kenobi. Hey. Let's go. Can't wait. Yes. Uh, probably needed the break because it's going to be machine gun fire here for a while as we dive into the greatest character in all of Star Wars history, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Ewan McGregor making his return as Space Jesus in the Disney Plus series coming up in just a little over a month and a half. We did, before we jump into the trailer, this is really recent news. Um, we did get the announcement that the start date, which was originally going to be lined up with the uh, anniversary of the first film, which we see Obi-Wan Kenobian or Ben Kenobian for the first time. Um, it was going to line up with that on May 25th. It got pushed back two days. So I don't know if this is a Disney Plus strategy or what this is exactly, but it got pushed back to May 27th, but we get two episodes rather than one in the first week. Yeah, so I would say a fair trade. And I, someone, or I read somewhere that it was in relation to Miss Marvel, but I just, I think what it truly is is because Star Wars Celebration is going to be going on and they didn't want anything. You know, this was kind of their going to be the, the capstone of it uh, rather rather opposed to you know what they used to start it off so that's kind of where i think we're we're getting all this from yeah i thought i thought originally like oh so cool that we're getting it that date but yeah with star wars celebration going on like ooh, everybody's gonna have just watched the first episode and like everybody's gonna be there and what are they gonna spoil it so i think this makes sense based on the timing of um, celebration that you still have a little bit more hype and maybe even like a final trailer that drops on the 25th um, to get everybody pumped up for the for the new season which we're going to be able to binge the first two episodes of but oh my goodness I cannot wait oh I actually Absolutely. I actually wa I rewatched the trailer but more recently I've dove in div, do, dove in Dived? Dived into English is hard. Okay, <laughs> galaxy far, far away. I can just speak in Arabic, and everybody understands me. Um, I watched 
watch the trailer and then i read i'm not finished with it yet but there's a book a novel um a kenobi book that from from what i can tell is almost exactly set in this time frame right he's gone through his sequence of events and now he's watching over luke from afar yada yada so i won't spoil too much from that book but i've picked up on some things just in reading i'm about halfway through that book and the trailer and i'm like oh yeah oh yeah there's some direct correlation between these two sets of material Ooh. i can already see it which book is it the uh, kenobi um uh, let me look at the actual tile i mean it's got ewan mcgregor's kenobi on the front kenobi novel i'll just make sure that it's not under some other title if there's like a yeah, no, it's just called Kenobi. So yeah, so the Kenobi Star Wars Legends book is what I was refer- ref- mm. referring to before. And again, I'm not done with that book, so I haven't gotten to like the the thick of the plot even. Um, it's a lot of the character development and some of the other sort of tertiary characters they bring in to help tell the story. Um, but some of the same plot lines I can tell pretty quickly from the trailer to the book. So I'll be curious to see what that's like. I'm obviously going to try and scurry off to re- finish that book uh, before the Kenobi series drops, but um, it, it give me all of the Kenobi content. I don't even care if there's contradictions between canon and legends and whatever. Just Yep, I'll take all the perspectives, please. Oh, Thanks. absolutely. And I'm sure they'll use a lot of content from that novelization. Um, just because, I mean, there's so much source material that you can use with Star Wars. It's, it's pretty incredible, the stuff that they have at their disposal. So I'm looking forward to seeing what uh, they all bring to the table, for sure. Mm, indeed. Indeed. So, to the trailer. Let's break this thing down. Let's go. The trailer felt so much more like a movie trailer than some of the other Disney Plus show trailers that we've seen in my opinion um i i felt like the boba fett the book of boba fett trailer felt like a trailer for a tv show and this just felt like a movie um and i guess in if i'm picking between if i had wanted a kenobi movie or if i wanted a kenobi series i'm glad that we get a series because we just get we have more time to tell the to story. digest sure. yeah even yeah, if it's yeah. only six episodes, I mean that's six-ish hours of content. I was we weren't gonna get a six-hour movie, um, and even if they're only forty-five minutes, like still that's more than the normal two-plus-hour runtime that we'd get in a movie. So they can oh, take yeah. their time and tell the story. Will certainly be a little more uh, beneficial, and, and will show more content than what would a movie. Um, and obviously, both of these, Boba Fett and um, Kenobi were both originally going to be movies, but then they scrapped that. I think, I think it was around the same time as COVID, and that was kind of the the birthing of why they scrapped it. But um, here nor there, um, I'm really looking forward to it just because we're going to get a lot of you know long awaited content. I mean, kind of seeing what what do you do? Are you eating something? No, am I scratchy? Oh, you're very scratchy. Oh, sorry. It's okay. It's probably just your handsome beard. Probably that. It's probably Which, the mic rubbing up against the beard. 
Which, speaking of, Kenobi will be sporting a very nice beard. What um, a segue out of you. Uh, listen, listen. That's what we're depodcasting for. I'm always about the segues. This is why Dan gets paid the big bucks on this Absolutely. podcast. Oh, my Absolutely. gosh. But, I mean, for sure. I mean, you can see that they've done a lot of work on his uh, graininess, on looking good. Um, so, what do you think, uh, kind of getting into expectations of the series, what do you hope to see? Are there certain characters that you're hoping to see out of this? I mean, I guess when we're finishing wrapping on our podcast in you know two months or however long it's going to take to have the, the series run, what are we happy about? Ooh, there's, um, yes, happy about all of it. Excellent. Um, I am of the mindset that I, I, I don't have a ton of expectations going into it. I say that after having read the book, right? But I'm keeping my mind open to uh, whatever story they're going to tell, I'm going to enjoy. Um, I don't want to get myself pigeonholed into a spot where I'm expecting one thing and get another and then get disappointed by it. Right. I felt that trap in the book of Boba Fett. And quite frankly, mm-hmm. I'm not as big of a book of Boba Fett or a Boba Fett, excuse me, fan as I am a Kenobi fan. So I don't want anything to ruin this show. So I'm going to just let it ride and enjoy the ride. But in terms of if I had to guess what's going to be coming, um, you know, we're going to see him struggling with his, uh, you know, the dark times that lay both behind and in front of him in this sort of crazy state that he could never have expected himself being in, you know, right at the beginning of revenge of the Sith, you know, he's still uh, the, the Jedi order is in full force. And um, obviously it comes crashing down and now he's in exile. Like his, his entire world gets flipped upside down. So I think we see him processing all of that learning to live in exile and kind of just having a simpler life um, and trying to figure out a, a way to fit in and make that a, a life that he can live. And I think it's, even if he's not enjoying it, he's his purpose now has shifted to protecting Luke and whether that's from up close, which I think is where he'll start. And then, um, for some reason that has to become maybe a little bit further away. Um, just so he's not drawing too much attention to Luke. If you know, anything heaven forbid happens and they catch wind of Obi-Wan, he doesn't want him to cause harm to Luke. And so he's in this weird dilemma. Um, and I think we'll just see that you and is, I, I can only imagine is going to do a fantastic job with portraying that internal struggle. Um, but I'm excited for some of this other pieces of this that they're folding into it from from rebels, um, from other source of source content of the the Inquisitors and how they pair into his story. And obviously, there's going to be some sort of altercation at some point. And I would be remiss if I didn't say seeing our boy Christian Hayden's Haydenson back as Christian Haydenson. Yes. What did I say? I loved, I loved Christian Haydenson. Oh my gosh. Hayden Christensen. Wow. Brain fart. Okay. Uh, yep. Christian Haydenson. That's his evil twin. Uh, he was actually the one that was acting in all of the scenes that everybody doesn't like. Hayden Christensen is a fantastic actor. I don't know why. This is some Mary Kay Ashley stuff where yeah. actually Christian Haydenson was Darth Vader. Oh, but before that down. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. It happens to the best of <laughs> But to your, to your point, you know, I think that's a good way of approaching this. I mean, kind of having 
not necessarily a, a big um, expectation of what to come out of it, but I think it's tough to, you know, c- approach this without having some level of some pretty big expectations. I mean, this is one where I feel like they really can't miss on it. And there was a stat that came out recently saying that um, the Mandalorian was the most watched Disney plus property of all, you know, of, of all anything, of right. Out of Marvel or anything. So, uh, this is a chance to, you know, bake into that. And how, I don't know how recent that um, book that you referenced was written, but I'm curious to see how much Mandalorian ties into a Kenobi series or if they feel like they won't need to because, I mean, they threw Book of Boba Fett. I mean, everyone has already made the jokes of this was just season 2.0 of The Mandalorian or 3.0 of The Mandalorian. And, will we see them make an appearance? I, I think there will be some uh, definitely characters dropped into this one that we may, obviously it won't be the Mandalorian because I don't think that timeline matches up, but like Ahsoka or um, characters like that, I think we could see. I am curious. Cause I thought in watching Batman, obviously Mandalorian, and then hearing about this show, like timeline wise, it's set further back. Like there's not, they're not going to link the two of those. And then the more you think about it, you're like, well, they're really not that far apart. Like some of the characters from Book of Boba and or Mandalorian, you know, this is, I don't know what, 20 ish years before. Um, something like that. I think I said it was, this was a nine, a, a B so or whatever it's it's nine years before a new hope so Luke Skywalker for reference is about 10 years old um in the in the Kenobi series um so that gives you a little bit of a ballpark time frame that we're working off of here so yeah I mean Ahsoka is of the right age that she could be in it um obviously some of the other characters that we've seen in the trailer but if you're thinking about others that might be able to be tied into this um one that i one that i want to see personally if we're getting to the who's who would be rex um to give me a little bit more tomorrow morrison thrown in there as a different character um i think there's there's potentially a sneak peek of that in the trailer. That's a, that's kind of the big, you know, yeah, who's, this, who's this character? Who's that? Right. So let's dive into that one because you know, there is that scene in the trailer where it looks like someone, oh, Obi-Wan is no, is it a second sister or somebody who is talking? It's a great inquisitor. It's a great inquisitor. That's, that's got his, got his circular lightsaber woman around fanning and and basically just interrogating him and you see the back of what appears to be a very familiar bald head um and then and there's another point in the trailer where there's some shabby battle-worn clone wars era armor and all you see is like from the hip down and then something in the right hand of this character um some sort of baton weapon what have you um, and you, you don't see anything more than that, but there's, there's some hints of blue on that armor. Um, so could that be Kenobi in the clone wars era armor, or is that Rex, right? Those are the, those are the things I'm curious about. Oh, very much so. And I, 
and I don't don't rightly know. I mean, I Rex is one that I really hope to see live action because I think you know obviously they've they've done their little piece in making him canonical in uh, Return of the Jedi and and all that. So it'd be nice to kind of get a little bit of a a drawing into that, but that's when we'll see. I'm I'm if I had to bet, that'd be one of my lower bets that we'll okay. see. Personally. I I think a slam dunk that we will see. And again, not trying to set expectations, but just based on what I know about this other book and the trailer and sort of the way that it was, you know, portrayed. Um Obi-Wan's gonna commune or attempt to commune with Qui-Gon uh via meditation and force timing. Um as I like 100%. to call it. Force time. Um, so that, in, from my perspective, in my opinion, I think that the opening narration where Obi-Wan is, you know, what, the war is over, we lost. Um, that is him talking or trying to talk to Qui-Gon and, you know, trying Ooh. to tap into communing with his old master. Right at the Revenge of the Sith, Yoda is mentioning to Obi-Wan that he's going to that he can talk him to him how to talk to his old master and i think that's where obi-wan goes he's got no he's got no one else to talk to um but he wants to retain you know his connection to the force and what better way to do that than to try and reach out to his old master that's that's where i think that's going and then that sets the stage up for kenobi to do the same thing with luke later on obviously in the original trilogy so i hope we see that 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 is one thing i'm I'd be shocked if we didn't see something of that, of that vein in the some series. at least Liam Neeson voice acting for sure. I would I would definitely agree with that. You, I um, want to see I want to see Obi Wan obtain a certain set of skills. <laughs> I would love to see him in the flesh, but then that, they'd have to flesh out quite a few plot holes, and then they would have already created um, in you know in a uh, Rebels and and what have you. Right, so a little tougher to do. Do you think we get? Do you think we get Clone Wars era flashbacks? Absolutely. I think See, we have I, to. I almost, I almost don't think. I don't think we'll get them in as heavy and frequent dosage as we got in, for instance, Book of Boba Fett. I don't think they'll use them in that that I, heavily. I would agree with that, and mainly because, like, I forget where I heard this, but it's a good point. The whole thing can't be flashbacks. You know, at some point, you have to show what's actually happening and moving the story forward. Right. So I think we will definitely get some flashbacks of what's been going on, um, especially with, um, you know, Anakin. And because we, I think we got even word that we're going to see Anakin or Hayden Christensen as Anakin. You mean Christian Hayden? Christian Haydenson, yes, excuse me. Yeah, sorry, uh, I was just being Yoda. Oh, yes, yes. Yep. Oh, Christian Haydenson, you will. <laughs> Turn to the dark side, you must not. <laughs> I don't know, uh, but, did, did that get confirmed? That we will see him as Anakin? I thought it did. He can't just he, be a suit. I don't mean, know, but why not? I, see I, him yeah. all, mar- you know, makeup, heavy, bald, helmetless Darth Vader? I just loved the Clone Wars so much. I really hope that we see some of them in that because, I mean, it was it was really it was well done. You know what I think is crazy? The 
no, Drew, but you're about to toss. The <laughs> in in episodes two and three, we see Obi Wan and Anakin and just their robes, and then we get Clone Wars, and they've got this cool armor, and we've never seen that armor in live action. That's We've true. We've not seen Obi Wan Kenobi in this. I'm, I'm literally looking at my Funko Pops of both Anakin and Obi Wan Kenobi as I'm sitting here. They, they've got this awesome armor, which makes sense because you know, battle. Of course. Not seeing it in live action. So yeah, I, to your point, I would love to see Anakin in his Clone Wars armor as, uh, as Anakin and not as just straight to Darth Vader. If if they give it to us, I'll be happy. If they don't give it to us, and we just jump right into the hermit crab Obi-Wan and post-crisp Anakin Skywalker, then that's fine. Post-crisp Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> he got he got flambéed. Jeez Louise. <laughs> but accurate, nonetheless. I'm out of line, but I'm not, I'm not wrong. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how that, that plays out, so I'm excited. Um, cause I mean, really the trailer doesn't give us too much idea of what the plot's going to be. And I just recently rewatched episodes, um, one and two, cause I'm rewatching it all with my fiance now. And I, I oh, demoed, the, thank you. I know it's a, it's actually a big deal. Cause I'm like, please like star Wars even a little bit because you're going to need to, to put up with me. This- but this is a test of the marriage. I, I got to have you at least be able to have eyeballs open. During oh, 100%, okay? 100%. And she's done well. She's done well. <laughs> uh, she liked, we started with episode four, but then I went back to episode one. So now we're going four, one, two, three, five, six. And I got to say, I don't necessarily suggest that. I, uh, it's been a lot of point. She thought that, um, she thought that Anakin was Luke for a long, long time. And she thought that, Oh, Pat May was Leia. And I was like, nope, actually, Luke is not in any of these movies uh, yet, technically. Hmm. Like, what do you mean? I'm like, okay. So I had to, I felt like I spoiled a little bit of it for her, but. I mean, technically, Luke shows up at some point. He's just, you know, in one. <laughs> just a child. And then, and then born, and then cut to black. And then is a baby. Yeah. Uh, but but no, to the, to the point that I was kind of looking to make on that is. Um, watching it and seeing especially the the part of Anakin finding um, his family back on Tatooine in episode 2 and I didn't realize this or I forgot we meet Uncle Owen and Aunt Veru in yeah. episode 2 yep. and I was like oh my gosh like that's that's true and then Owen even made the comment of like yeah you're technically my half brother Right. And I was like, oh, yeah, that does make sense. Now, the eight, I don't know how long of a gap it is between episode two and episode one, but they do make Owen pretty old. And if it's 10-year gap, he ain't 10. I got, I've got some movie woes that I have to, to throw at that, unless he's, you know, stepbrother through marriage. I don't, I don't know what's going on there, but anyways... That's, yeah, that I, got, I, got, I got what you're saying. Yeah, but based on the age difference of if, if he is a half-brother. Like, we don't share the same mother, if that's the case. <laughs> right, right. Oh, man, yeah. Anyways. But it helps me piece it together of like, oh, yeah, that's that's why 
they're sticking around, or that's why he's staying with the Larses. Right. Luke. The Larses are the uh, only family. Uncle, uncle, the the Dursleys of the Star Wars universe. Except <laughs> much nicer. Allegedly, who knows? It's a hey, who knows? I, I, maybe we'll see that flush out on screen. Who knows? That's right. Um, they 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 definitely do lie to him similarly in terms of who he is and who his parents are for a, for a hot minute. You're a wizard, Luke. A space a wizard. Oh, that's wizard. <laughs> so wizard. <laughs> oh gosh, don't even get me started. Oh, the the mashup we didn't know we were going to get today. Hopefully, we get some Kit Fisters in this in this movie. I'm sorry, what? Kit? Isn't that his name? Kitster? Kitster? I say Kit Fister. Kit Fitz? Kit Fister? <laughs> huh? Getting, I'm editing that out for sure. <laughs> Go ahead and clean up the Christian Hazenson too while you're at it, please. No, I'm not editing that. <laughs> but I'm keeping this thing PG-13. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Hardin. No. Oh no. Use, right. use, three, two, one. Use the force, Luke. Oh uh, man. All right. So Kitster. Kitster. Who you were. Yeah, Kitster. Would, yeah, love yeah, see, yeah. would love to see Kitster. Uh he would definitely be in a Hufflepuff. That's for sure. No doubt. No doubt. Um so, so you recently watched the tra- trailer. I mean, you talked to me a little bit about, you know, your takeaways and, and major bullet points. The Best part of the trailer, absolute best part of the trailer was the music. Oh, for sure! Oh the, my gosh, I could have, I could have literally turned it, put the video onto my phone, locked my screen, and just listened to it, and I would have had a quite similar reaction. Like, in, in fact, one could argue I might have had a better reaction <laughs> to just Ooh. hearing the audio because <laughs> it's so perfect. Um, how how well, dare just- we? How dare we besmirch any of the music and audio with anything visually? How dare? Um, well, and just hearing Duel of the Fates again. So, and it was it was cool how they did it. So they have got like that chimey music at the beginning to just sort of like that's just John Williams to a T, just queuing it up um, of like kind of piques your interest. Like there's something mystical, magical force stuff going on here and then we get sort of the a little bit of the original trilogy music and then when the trailer shifts and danger starts showing up you get duel of the fates and that oh my gosh gets me going every single time like oh what's that guy listening to over there on his run he must be listening to like some rock music some rap music nope just pump and duel of the fates on repeat (laughs) no doubt absolutely so well, that was that was my favorite part of the trailer. Um, I can break it down a little bit more. Yeah, know, please. Scene by scene, um, we see Obi Wan on his Eopi, which is where we left him. That was the beast of burden that he had when he dropped off Luke. Um, I would imagine that's the same Eopi. Not that it matters all that much, I mean, but but to the same point, actor at least. Yeah, really good to see them break through like this. <laughs> <laughs> I meant, you know, uh, he, he. Who knows? He's been in the desert for ten years now. He may, he may have turned through a couple of Eopies. This is Eopie two, kind of like Lassie three, right? Like, oh jeez, <laughs> we've gone through a couple of them, but you know what? We're gonna keep it going. Um, yeah, infamously the Eopie, the creature that farts in Jar Jar Binks's face in Phantom of the Phantom Menace. So 
Um, glad to see that creature get a redemptive arc here in, That's right. <laughs> in Kenobi. Uh, but we see him on his EOP riding through the desert and, yeah, just lamenting. Yeah, and to my, and from my perspective, communing with Qui-Gon or attempting to to kind of narrate and set the stage. And what a great device of, like, whether that's used, that audio is used in that way in the actual show or not. For the trailer, it works out perfectly because it's like setting the stage for what's going sure. on in narration. Um, and then, um, you know, we see him looking on from afar with his weird little binoculars to Anakin, who looks like, you know, the spitting image of... Luke looking like the spinning image of Anakin, um, even wearing the goggles and looks like he's piloting or pod racing um, out in front of the Lars home. So um, very much like his father, very much like his father. He is he is a Skywalker through and through. Um, And then we get introduced, you know, shortly thereafter to some of the baddies that are going to show up in this and. Um, we see some of the inquisitors, um, throughout, we see what I, I think is, uh, either a brand new or the newest of the inquisitors, which is this chickadee rape Reva, Reva, um, the third sister, um, she's, mm-hmm. she appears to be kind of a main focal point, at least from the trailer, um, for the antagonist to this series outside of. The Grand Inquisitor. The Grand Inquisitor and Darth Vader. um, She seems to be the focal point of the Inquisitors. Um, And so we see her. We get some cool scenes with her. Even sort of like a standoff with Owen Lars. You know, face to face. Sort of intimidating him in the town square. We do eventually see the Inquisitor after a little narration on like what they're doing, why they're doing it. The key to hunting a Jedi is patience because they leave a trail of like empathy. They can't help themselves, but do good. Like what, what, a, what an evil thing to say, like their goodness is just drenched on everything they touch. How dare they? Exactly. Right? Yep, <laughs> like, for sure. Pure evil. Um, and so, yeah, that's going to be the whole series from the dark side perspective is going to be them hunting down, and maybe not just Obi-Wan. Like, I'm curious to see if they end up hunting down other Force-sensitive you know, Jedi or others. Um, and I'm, I, I don't know if we're going to see that flush out in too much detail, but I'm curious to know who the person that is dangling in the town center is. Is that a Force user? Or is that somebody who is withholding information about a Force user? And if so, is that Obi-Wan? Yeah, and I, I would agree with that. I mean, the, the dangling person uh, is a is a big question as far as whom could that be. Uh, Calcastus has been a, a theory I've heard, and uh, I don't. I think there will be other Jedi in this show, but I think it'll either be someone so obscure, like uh, all the ones that I can think of to mind right now are like people who died in Order sixty six, right, or like some kind of new character of a Jedi who might also not necessarily have the longest shelf life, um, who might not make it through this series kind of, kind of deal. Yikes. But <laughs> first, uh, an insignificant but, or maybe even like a barely trained Jedi. Right. And be, because I guess we find Obi-Wan, we have to get 
the the tough part with a series like this and what I think actually help, helps the Mandalorian a lot is with the Mandalorian, there's really nowhere that they have to end up at per se. Um, Cause that universe is so detached. So especially with the first two seasons, it's like anything that we do, as long as it's still within, you know, reason we're, we're good to go. Um, whereas opposed to this, we have to have it be at a point where Luke is now 19, 18, whatever he is in episode four, he knows of Obi-Wan Kenobi and just that he's some kind of like old wizard man as or however. Yeah. Whatever. Um, Owen Lars refers to him as. So I feel like we can't have his cover blown too much to the point of like that he's fighting off inquisitors on Tatooine because at that point, you know, kind of the, the monk, the what's it, the news is out that he's a Jedi and he's on Tatooine. You know, this isn't that far away from when there were Jedi. And we know that the people of Tatooine knew what a Jedi was because in episode one, you know, water knows what a Jedi is. And, um, even Shmi, who's a slave, knows about the Jedi. So You're a Jedi, cool. methinks. Oh, yeah. Your mind tricks no will work on me, only money. So, like, yeah, I mean... <laughs> uh, so I like how you made Watto very much more Italian than, than I did. <laughs> it's a me, a Watto. My brother Luigi. <laughs> Credits are no good here, right? Oh, no goodness. good, only pasta. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I will say I will say to the point that you're making here in the book this isn't this isn't spoiling anything because this happens in like the very first chapter but um, Obi-Wan struggles with that because he's he sees people that he can help and he's naturally inclined to do so when he sees a conflict like that that he feels somebody's been wronged that's the Jedi way is to you know help people in need right and mm-hmm. he struggles with at times not just whipping out his lightsaber and ending ending the conflict right there just by his pure presence uh, because he can't bust out his lightsaber because you pull out a blue lightsaber and alarms are going to go off across the galaxy, not much less the tiny little podunk town where nothing ever happens like that, right? So, oh, absolutely. So he's got to be very careful in only, you know, break glass in case of emergency. I think we're going to see a lot of Obi-Wan using, um, you know, subtly using the force to try and like, oh, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Like that guy just landed safely on this nice bed instead of crashing into that glass. <laughs> like, um, and, and or using a blaster, be... which he thinks is uncivilized because he can't pull out his lightsaber. Sure. And I, that could be what um, ends up triggering the um inquisitors to show up because we see that in jedi fallen order when he uses the force for the first time and then all of a sudden the inquisitors show up and they they say you know there was a disturbance in the force etc etc right that could be how this all shakes out he has to he has to break his code to do something to either save luke or save himself or somebody else and yeah, the alarms go off, and and now he's on. He's being hunted, right? For sure. The the one character that I saw in the trailer who I wasn't really sure of when this casting got announced was Indira Varma, who played in Game of Thrones. Uh, she was the Viper Owen or Oberyn Martell, aka Pedro Pascal's wife. 
Um, she oh. was cast, and I was like, oh, who is she going to play? Could she be Satine, or could she be, uh, you know, a Inquisitor or something? And she looks like she's just like an Imperial officer, captain, or something. Um, mm, so she's, yeah, I know. I, I, but who knows? Maybe she'll be a really cool character. But you see her wielding her um, blaster in her admiral or whatever outfit um, uniform walking around what looks like a desert planet um, for a minute. So I'm curious to see what her character is based on what I maybe previously thought she was going to be. Yeah, that'd be, I'd be curious to see what she ends up or who she ends up being as, as well. Um, Satine would be an interesting one, but she's already, well, she's already kicked the bucket at this point. Unfortunately. I was thinking maybe flashbacks, right? Yeah. Uh, sure. Spoiler alert. Satine. Um, uh, whoopsies well that's fine you should if you haven't seen clone wars already figure it out what are you doing yeah if you're if you haven't listened to clone or if you haven't listened to i guess you could listen to it if you haven't watched clone wars and you're listening to this podcast um get on it yeah uh, kudos love you for being here um you got some you got some catching up to do and we suggest that you go watch all the star wars content um just put it on with like your eyeballs open like clockwork orange and just like fall asleep with your eyes open and just binge all that content that way um, no, please don't do that. Um, and then we do see in the trailer, we see it's not Darth Vader's castle. It is the Fortress Inquisitorius. I did say. Ah, yes. Uh, yes, the famous Fortress Inquisitorius. On the <laughs> ocean moon of Nur. long story short, there's this oceanic moon that they set up base at, and it's very much in the same aesthetic as Darth Vader's castle on Mustafar. It's got Mm -hmm. like the pointy tops to it and everything. And um, somebody pointed out that there's the scene where they're in what looks like the hall or like the conference room, for lack of a better term, where they're all gathered around the table and there's an empty chair with the pointy top to it that looks like Darth Vader's castle. And the speculation there is like, is that Darth Vader's chair? And he that's when when he shows up, that's the chair he sits in to check up on everybody mm. let me see how my branch office is doing over here on on nur and sure. uh make sure that we're meeting our sales quota i mean jedi slashing total jedi slashing for total. the quarter yeah um there was an inquisitor in that scene that i didn't i couldn't place so either a new or maybe just unmasked inquisitor um and she's got like some tentacles on the back of her head Oh, so you're getting that? You're getting you're going right where I want you to go. Oh, okay. Because well, I want that so badly to be Barris Offy, who was the Jedi who was oh. friends with Ahsoka, and we see at the end of Clone Wars where Ahsoka essentially left the Jedi Order because she was blamed for a attack on the Jedi Temple. And it ended up not being her. It was actually Barris Offy. Um, what is does Barris Offy? I, I guess I don't know what she looks like underneath her. She's got like a shawl or a hood up most of the time, right? So I don't yeah. know what the back of her head looks like. Exactly. So we don't necessarily know for sure, but I mean, it's one of those things where we, you know, it's doable for for sure that hey, we might be having somebody who. Um, you know, she can have head tails and stuff like that. It's not a big deal. I'm pretty sure that the character in Clone Wars does have um, I'm some. Look, I'm, 
I'm had pulling it up, and I don't. I think she just has hair. It looks like she just has some hair in the back. So this, so the episode where she just like whips out the the red lightsabers on Anakin when he goes and confronts her during that whole arc in Clone Wars. She, it mm-hmm. looks like in this scene she just has hair, but who knows? That that could easily be. That's not the biggest um, detail that if they changed about the character would matter right. all that much, but whatever. Um, yeah, I think that'd be a cool way to bring in some other characters from the Clone Wars and some other just past characters. I think that'd be neat. Barris would be a good one. Yeah, Barris would be a good one. And so, so there was that character. There's the fifth brother who kind of ha- is has like the wider headpiece. Um, he's gonna be in it, and he is. Hang on, where did I have it? Oh, I had it pulled up. Shoot, he's played by the actor that plays Han in Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. Oh, okay, so interesting to see that character because I, I thought that one was he was pretty cool in the Rebels series, he was like very intimidating, like almost kind of like shark looking. Um, so there's him, and then I think it's just so there's a second sister, there's the one with the head tails, there's the fifth brother, and then there's the Grand Inquisitor. I think that's it. I think there's only the four of them that we've seen thus far. Um, and then obviously Darth Vader. So um, Inquisitor. Let's let's get into the Grand Inquisitor. So Less. um some some hot takes on the internet about the appearance of this Grand Inquisitor. Uh, I will let you start because you, uh, I feel like, keep me leveled in some of these um, live-action interpretations of animated characters. But Rupert Friend, 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 Friend. Anyways, Friend, I is, you Friend. Yeah, uh, it, that seemed like too easy. It has to be more complicated than that, but I guess not. The English actor who is going to be playing, and he's played some kind of squirrely villainous characters in his uh, in his filmography thus far as well. So I think he's going to do a good job. Um, but how? How? What say you about the Grand Inquisitor? Well, I'll start with this. I I I wished, and I don't know the actor's name, and that's that's what I need to get better at this podcast is knowing actors' names, um, because it's the same guy who plays Lucius Malfoy in Harry Potter. I think he would have been fantastic casted um, in the role because yeah, because that's who voices him. Um, He was. I did not know until all this popped up. Oh yeah, exactly. That that was him, which is which makes sense as to why that character is so great in Rebels. So that is such a great actor. Exactly. I feel like that would have been a better casting. Now, do I? Did they maybe attempt to get him? Maybe. Uh, You know, he could have easily said, "Yeah, I'm not interested in it." So then now they had to cast somebody else for that. But as far right. as that goes, I mean, look at stupid Count Dooku in <laughs> the animated series. Like that dude's face is 10 miles long. So if you're to watch anything and say, hey, well, Count Dooku doesn't look very normal, blah, blah, blah. Well, no, no crap, Sherlock. Like, because it's a cartoon and he's he, <laughs> cartoony. So now it's, you know, we accept that, you know, hey, I have this normal looking human character in live action but then now they look a little bit more cartoony even obi-wan kenobi looks a little cartoony in, in the series so i think it's just the argument of okay it works the other way as well folks right this guy is just looking a little less cartoony than what he did in in his live you know in his 
animated role. So I think he looks perfectly fine. If I had to have one critique, it's not the head, it's the eyes. Cause I feel like visually that's such a prominent feature of the grand sure. Inquisitor is, is his like glowing yellow eyes. Um, but I'm sure you forget about that pretty quickly in once you start seeing this character and I'm sure some of the badass intimidating things that he's going to be doing, including waving his uh, twirling fan lightsaber so that nobody oh, can yeah. escape. Right. So like, that's going to be awesome. Oh yeah. No doubt. To see that. I want to see an actual lightsaber battle with that. So far we've just seen them like ignite them and wave them in the trailer. So in uh, threatening fashion. Yeah. 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 So I can't wait to see all that. And yeah, I think, I think that, characters amazing so I, Ooh, I so you are you the other camp are you in my same camp i thought i was about to be arguing with you but I, oh sound, no I, I just know how to push your i just know what buttons to push to get you off on a tangent about oh, um, oh. <laughs> live action versus animation <laughs> in terms of appearance i I, can't, internet I, sometimes. I will admit to coming to dan with a hot take on cad bane and then i was i was appropriately squashed and huh. immediately came to my senses after seeing Cad Bane in the second episode that we saw him in in Book of Boba Fett. And I was like, okay, yeah, this actually works really well. So, Oh yeah, it was, it was fine. We, you gotta, we, you gotta see, yeah. you gotta see everything in its entirety before you can give a full opinion on it. Right. So oh. <laughs> yeah. Good thing that we break episodes down every episode as they come out. No, I'm saying in terms of, no. uh, yeah, right, right. Exactly. You can give, don't, don't take the trailer and then give an opinion on the episode, right? Give sure take a take a full episode and give an opinion on the episode but don't give an opinion on the full series which is why you know through book of boba fett we were like oh this this episode in and of itself was fantastic and this one was not so much but let's go back and re i, I think we should do that at some point whether we do a podcast about it or not but to go back and maybe rewatch book of boba with a you know from, from beginning to end and see how we feel about it at, on a rewatch versus how we oh, felt about absolutely. it in real time sure so, um i mean but yeah but um so there's so we have those grand inquisitors so i feel those are the big baddies um and then uh, we have already confirmed which is something that we did not know was going to happen in the book of boba fett and boba fett quite frankly didn't end up doing obi-wan kenobi leaves tatooine at some point we get mm-hmm. that confirmation in the trailer um so he ends up on the what has been described as the Hong Kong inspired city planet of Dayu. Mm-hmm. Um, new planet. New new planet to my knowledge. I mean, I'm sure it probably got pulled from some deep cut somewhere or is there no reference to a similar I, thing? I think but it's new. I think it's new new. I'm good with that. I'm fine with that. Yeah, that's, oh, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a galaxy far, far away. Expand that universe as much as you can and bring in more folds. But it's it's set up to look like a, you know, like a Hong Kong. And it's sort of in that dark city setting with the neon lights. And I even was watching, a, there was a breakdown of the trailer at one point. And this guy was um, uh, interpreting all of the Arabish writing and, and translating oh. it. And so there's like, there's an ER, there's a, there's a milk stand. There's a, there's one of the shops is translates to Gungan snacks. So there's some deep cuts that they can hide in that Arabish, which would just hide in plain sight because who's going to take the time to translate it? Well, this guy did. Um, yeah, exactly. But anyways, uh, that's where we see the fifth brother walking around with some, uh, 
um, original trilogy looking stormtroopers. So that was another thing that I pointed uh, that I pulled out from that is that the transition from clone troopers to inscripted stormtroopers has has happened by the time that we get to this Obi-Wan Kenobi series. They are not clone troopers. They are not like that weird Ralph McQuarrie hybrid version. They are full-blown regular OG stormtroopers um, that they get. Apparently they get just at their disposal. Um, so the thing that I probably could brush up on a little bit is the connection between the inquisitors and the empire directly. Like, do they just get allotment of stormtroopers to just do their bidding? I kind of felt like they were glorified bounty hunters for Darth Vader specifically. I, I, I'm not as up to speed on their connection to the empire. The inquisitors. Yeah. So the inquisitors from what I understand is they are former Jedi who correct have defected essentially to or force users of some sort, but most of them are former Jedi. Right. Right. And it's, you know, they are Vader's units essentially to kind of command and whatnot. He's kind of in charge of the, the inquisitor group, if you will. Yep. Um, and you know, we've seen instances in comics before too, where he'll, fight with an inquisitor or kill an inquisitor or anything like that because of you know i'm actually palpatine's main guy uh there's like a comics run of him and the eighth or ninth sister excuse me um which we see ninth sister in jedi fallen order so that's where that that would so there's i mean there's a few things and i think that um that's why i'm curious and what i want to know is how much Vader are we really going to get? Because I'm almost curious if he's going to be kind of the shadow baddie that we don't really see a ton of, as opposed to, um, you know, kind of a, a main staple villain in it. Uh, will Vader kind of be more prevalent in kind of the, the background, if you will, kind of in Anakin's or in Obi-Wan's mind rather than a full forced? We won't see him for a while, I think, at least. We won't we won't see the crescendo of him and Obi Wan until I think the last episode of the of the series. Um, and uh, if there's more than one series, more than one season, there's been a, a miniature speculation on whether or not that. So they said this was a limited series, and that, and for all intents and purposes, it's basically been hinted, if not confirmed, that this is just a one off, and. Then I think it was Kathleen Kennedy uh, may have come out at one point and said, you know, kind of see how this goes. Um, if we make a ton of money, then we'll definitely right. keep making these. If our stock price goes up after we see this and Disney subscribers go up ex- exponentially, then you know what? We can bring Obi-Wan back. Why not? Yeah, sure. And, season nine. Yeah. And, you know, he's old hermit Obi-Wan by the end of this um, series. And so season two is just going to be him as a really old man um, hunting for food in, yeah. <laughs> in the deserts of Tatooine. Black melons. Fact. Oh, goodness. Oh, man. Leave it, leave it up to Disney. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's, 
that's kind of where we're at. I don't know that we, you know, we can, we can dive into the more of the, what we think is going to happen or who we think is going to show up. I think that'll be fun. And, and I'm maybe setting some of my expectations where there's probably not going to be as many cameos as we, we saw, for instance, for sure, as, as what we saw in the bad batch. I mean, that was like every week there was a new person, um, sometimes multiple, and then in Boba Fett, that got tempered down a little bit. I think we might. The one that I think is intriguing is Black Chrysanthemum that we just saw in Book of Boba Fett because he does have a history with Kenobi in this time frame. That's where he, they get introduced, and that's how Black Chrysanthemum gets a scar on his eye, is confrontation with Obi-Wan with Kenobi. Oh, that's correct. So that would be cool to tie those two series in and maybe give a little bit more street cred to the Book of Boba Fett series that just came out. Um but yeah, yeah, but, that, that's very true. That's a good one. I never even thought about that. Mm, little deep cut for you. I like it. How about you? What are your What are your general thoughts? What are you? What's the one thing you gotta see? Oh man, I mean, well, listen, I always want to see Ahsoka Tano, so I'm fingers crossing somehow that her and Obi Wan uh, will have known each other. Uh, but I, I don't, I don't think that we will get Ahsoka. Um, one who I think we might end up getting, which would be kind of a, a an interesting one, might be Cassie and Andor, and I think we might end up meeting him on Dio, as far as just seeing okay. the see the sparks of the rebellion beginning. Because I mean, this is essentially going to be falling once Rebels Rebels starts. Let's see, a few years before a new hope because that's essentially i mean we the the story of rebels is the first rebel cell on right um with Hera and and all of them so i could see us kind of just seeing another ideation of that um maybe Jin or so to give a little bit more rogue one um tie-ins with that we could see a lot of stuff so i like it I like yeah. I could I could see that and specifically to your point on Dayu where that kind of feels like where we met Cassian Andor for the first time where he's like telling the guy to calm down and then relieves mm-hmm. him relieves him of his sanity. I mean like I mean oh. <laughs> yikes. Yeah, I think we'll see a lot of I mean if we are getting introduced to newer characters I think it's going to be during that run of episodes is yep. when we're on Dayu. Yep. I can see that. I don't think there's going to be too many new people showing up on Tatooine. I'd be curious to see if they go anywhere else besides those two planets too. Um, do we, do we get some, do we get a trip out to Alderaan or to, to meet up with, you know, anybody else from the, the past of Obi-Wan? Mm. Who knows? But I'm uh, excited. I could definitely get behind a Bail Organa. Yeah. Do do we get baby Leia? Maybe. I wouldn't well, would put be baby at that point. Be ten year old Leia, right? Sure. Yeah, do exactly. We, but... Do we see ten year old Leia? Mm-hmm. Like Bail Organa. I could see Bail Organa for sure. Mm-hmm. Has that been confirmed? No? Has what been confirmed? The actor that re- that played Bail Organa, is he confirmed to be in this show? Ooh, I don't know. Why did I th- I'm not going to speculate. I I feel like I remember seeing that, but I could be completely crazy. Um, well, 
aren't we all? Yeah, uh, crazy. Maybe not for this specific reason, but definitely. Crazy. Hey. Um, yeah, uh, you know what? I will take whatever they throw at me. I'm excited. That's um, right. I'm excited to see what ends up happening with Anakin's lightsaber, which Obi Wan is clearly holding in the poster. Uh, well, that's he makes a new lightsaber, Darth Vader, doesn't he? Right. So what happens? So Anakin's old lightsaber is the one that ends up being given to Luke, which is in possession of Ben Kenobi at the time that it's given to Luke. So Obi Wan has Anakin's original blue lightsaber, which eventually makes its way to Rey. Right. Correct. So, yeah. What? How does he? Did Did he just pick it up on Mustafar when he chopped off his arm? Oh, I see what you're saying. Or or did he get it somewhere else? Um, That's true. I suppose we will will find out. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. Let's go. A couple more things. Um, Just on the news front, Star Wars Lego Skywalker Saga has been released, um, and it has potentially prompted me to expedite my purchase of a video game console, um, which will also allow me to go back and get Jedi Fallen Order so I can finally play that. Oh, yes. Those are coming. Um, we've got Star Wars Celebration coming up. I've got a trip to Disney next week. Dan, you've got one coming up in May. Coming up in May, yeah. Lots of lots of Disney tripping, and and I do need to buy the new. I've been uh, playing the the new Pokemon game, uh, Legends Arceus. But then once I'm wrapped up with that, I'm I'm I've been looking long and hard at uh, at Lego Star Wars because I've only heard good things coming back from folks who've played it. So. I think that's going to be a real good game. And I feel relatively decent about like that being what's on the screen when like the children walk in the room, if they, you know, if I'm playing a video game at some point and they come in from playing outside versus it being maybe Jedi Fallen Order where there's some darker scenes. Oh, it's fine. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. The kids can see that. Yeah. Why not? Um, Although and then you, things in, uh, in the new one. What's that? As Anakin, yeah, you can slay lung- younglings in uh, Lego Star Wars. Okay, so. no, 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 no. So I saw this, and there are characters who can you can hit but don't take damage. And there was a clip I saw, the only clip I've seen so far of Lego Star Wars gameplay is somebody as Qui-Gon bashing Anakin, like child Anakin, with the lightsaber. And when he does this... He doesn't take any damage, but they both like kind of lift off the ground. And so this is like a hack that this person used to get across like a really big cliff or jump is that he just continued to bash Anakin like like a like a 40 hit combo all the way across I, this ravine. I don't know. I got I got my source Jake Johnson in the room with me and he's giving me the nod that you can kill younglings as Anakin Skywalker because I saw the little Lego. Oh, you can do it as Obi Wan. So maybe, okay. maybe there are certain players, non playable playable characters that you can do this to. Because I I saw this, and maybe for instance, Anakin. Like you can't just destroy Anakin as Qui Gon, but you uh, you can to random younglings. Good, <laughs> just just what we needed in a child's game. Oh man, Star Wars! What a great series. Well, uh, speaking of great series, we're looking forward to another great series of Obi-Wan Kenobi. And once those are start dropping, you will definitely be getting a little more of a religious dropping of podcasts from 
uh, the Back to Podcast. So we apologize again for the uh, delay in content, but we are looking forward to continuing uh, the content as it as it comes out. So, uh, yeah, we'll be having a breakdown of, of both of our trips uh, in you know, more feedback where we can, at least I can finally educatedly talk about it. And educatedly is a word that I just made up today. Uh, but I can talk about it with Drew and we can have a nice little uh, breakdown of Batu. Listen, I said Christian Hayden's and, and Hayden, Hayden Christensen today. So this is true. This is true. Uh, Tough if you say educatedly, I'm going to let that slide. Um, it sounds go. like we might need Jake on the podcast at some point to help us guest appearance, break down the Lego star Wars game. That's just, that's just me. But oh, no doubt. Happy, Ollie, happy to have you on board. Um, I'm expecting you to come back with some sort of lightsaber, if not multiple. Oh, don't worry. Tape. I've already gotten my, uh, my, my reservation ready to go. Uh, I'm definitely going purple lightsaber. And I, I know which one I want to pick the hilt, but I forget what it's called. But oh, yeah, all that's definitely already uh, in order for sure. We'll have the full breakdown when you get back. Well, that's going to do it from us here at the Back to Podcast. Thank you all for uh, the patience as we, yeah, you know, just soaked up some some healing juices from the back of the pod. And uh, now that we are out of carbon freezing, we will be sure to come back to you again here soon. Until next time, may the force be with you.